Summertime is here, and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at MythMart.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Or travel with poet Christopher Bice as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Ren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books? We got them too! Hot Off the Press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for $4.99. Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only $2.99. Also, just in time for the summer are these other hot deals like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only $33.99. Or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Bickford collection for $15 each or enjoy the art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at MythMart.com. For more information, go to www.MythMart.com. Call us at 870-557-2612 or email sales at MythMart.com. Yeah, I remember Quinn and his family. It was uh, 2220. You know, life was a depressing dead in existence thanks to the aftermath of global warming. The only thing they had to look forward to was a mandatory 40-year lifespan, at which point they'd be unceremoniously put to death and turned into compost. But only if they lived that long. You know, then one day, Quinn made a fateful decision, and, you know, there were disastrous consequences. Consequences that forced Quinn and his wife and their son and their friend, to flee the confines of the city in search of a different life. They were searching for something better. Their hopes lie in the distant snow-capped mountains, but to get there they had to cross that dreaded no-man's land, all while being chased by the World Order Security Police who had orders to shoot to kill, and their food and water was running short. Could they make it to reach their new lives? Read their inspiring story to find out in Jim Bates' Something Better, now available in paperback and ebook. For more information, go to www.mythmart.com. This is not a test. This is your annual announcement. This year we are offering Scarefare, which will be held on Saturday, October 30th at the San Bernardino County Fairgrounds in Victorville, California. Gates open at 9 a.m. and close at 9 p.m. General admission tickets are only $22 in advance and $25 at the door. VIP tickets are $45 in advance and $50 at the door while supplies last. In the morning, we will be offering trick-or-treating for the kids throughout our vendors. And for the adults, we have tons for you as well. Come meet horror icons like Joe Bob Briggs, Elaine Dietz from The Exorcist, Dr. Satan himself, Walter Phelan, and John Massari, who composed Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Don't forget that we have the psychotic carnival of thrills, where you become part of a horror story. Then, 
when the sun goes down. Enjoy our live music as Roadwork opens for American Zombie, a Rob Zombie spook show. That's not enough? Okay, how about a Scream Queen contest hosted by the ladies of the Talkie Horror Podcast Show? Or our cosplay contest, one for the kitties and one for the adults. So gather your courage and come join the fun. For more information, go to www.pcehd.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 58, I had to think. And I just looked, too. Episode 58 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa Barty, and it is, again, the seventh level of hell. I do believe that's where we were the last time I podcasted. I was in the seventh level of hell. Nope, sorry, last week I was at my sister's, so at least I had waterfront property in the seventh level of hell, because she has a pool. I'm back home this week, so yeah, no, I have waterfront property. I have a river. Can't swim in the river because there are great big huge snapping turtles, and I like all my toes and appendages. I could always drive down to the lake, but you're not allowed on the beach after dark, so I have a shower. If I really wanted to, I could sit in my kitchen sink and pretend it was a pool, but that would just make a mess on the floor, and I really don't want to clean it up. We are under a heat warning for those of you that are not of the Celsius family. The temperature is 77 degrees Fahrenheit, but with the Humidex, it feels like 93, and it is 11 o'clock at night. And we are sitting at 80% humidity. Now, for my Canadian listeners, Chris, I think you're the only one, and Misha, uh, that would be 25 degrees Celsius, 34 with the Humidex. Either way you look at it, it is a level of hell. It's hot. And I'm not one to complain about the heat. You don't generally hear me complain about the heat. And I'm not complaining about the heat. The hum you hear in the background, if Joe hasn't been able to eliminate it completely, is my fan. You're just going to have to deal because as long as I have moving air, the rest of the world will live. And I, I, I know this to be true because while I was at my sister's, every night I would go down after dinner and I would spend a half an hour to an hour hanging out with my mom in her suites. Well, she doesn't open the doors. She doesn't open the windows. She has one window in her room that she opens for a breeze on her bed, and that's it. So it's very hot and very stuffy, and she doesn't like fans. She doesn't like them blowing on her. Okay, fine. So she doesn't have any moving air other than what's coming out of her face in her, her suites. And I'm sitting in the chair, and I realize, like, I, I, I don't even want to touch myself. I don't want my clothes to touch me. I don't want to breathe. And... She'd gotten onto a topic of conversation that she knows irritates me and I don't like talking about it. And I wanted to yell at her. I was really cranky. And I realized it's because of the heat. That oppressive, weighing down on you, stagnant air heat. And she's sitting beside me in like neck to floor nightgown. Now, I mean, it's, it's a tank top, top kind of nightgown. 
but it still covers her feet. And she's wearing slippers. Okay, now I get it. She's 69. She's old. But woman, it's 112 in your living room. Why are you wearing so many clothes? I don't understand. My, during the hotter parts of the week while I was there, my hour visit got shortened to, hey mom, how you doing? Good? Okay, great. Talk to you later. I'm going in the pool. Bye. And that was about the extent of the visit. She has decided that when I go to my sister's, she's going to leave. Yes, she's decided that she's going to go and visit my Annie Kathy. And I I arrived on Monday or Sunday. I had a dentist's appointment on Monday, which pretty much almost took me out Tuesday. But I was out Monday. I was down Monday. My mouth hurt. I had root canal. So, you know. And my mom informs me Monday that she's leaving Tuesday afternoon and coming back Thursday. Hold on a minute. I'm supposed to be here helping you so you don't have to get up every day, but you're leaving on Tuesday. So that means I have to get up every day and coming back Thursday and Scott's off Friday. How does that work? And she said, well, you're here so I can leave. Well, thanks for visiting. Good to know. She says it's the only time that she can leave, which is bullcrap because my sister's quite capable of looking after all three of her children. She just appreciates the help. And that was the deal that You know, my mom would live there for discounted rent and she would help out with the kids. Yeah. So every time I show up now, she's going to leave. So nothing like feeling like you're being used, taken advantage of. And I mean, okay, so Friday, Saturday, no, Sunday was my um, niece's second birthday party. It was actually her birthday on Sunday. So it was that's why we had the party on Sunday and Saturday. Uh, My sister and I did a deep clean of her house from top to bottom because my mom claims she can't help with housework anymore. And then I made a comment to her about, you know, would have been nice if you had some help. And well, why do I have to help? They're not my kids that make the mess. It's not my husband that makes the mess. So, okay, whatever. So I told my sister every time I come to visit now, her and I will do a deep clean. And then she just has to maintain it till I come back. She can't do it by herself. She's got three kids and a dog to chase after. And my brother-in-law. Strange duck, that one. So we did a deep clean and my mom did the bathroom. It was like she wasn't even there. It was very detached from the entire situation. And my sister said to me, you know, I am totally taking advantage of you being here. I was totally okay with that because she told me up front, look, I'm about to take advantage of you. You're here. I am totally going to take advantage of you. And I went, okay, let's go. And she thoroughly appreciated all the help that I gave her. But I don't mind being taken taken advantage of if I am aware that the person taking advantage of me is aware that they're doing it. And they acknowledge that they're doing it. Oh, yeah, I'm totally taking advantage of you. Deal with it. I'll be like, all right, I have no problems with that. It's when it's wrapped up with a passive aggressive guilt bow And presented to me as I am doing her a favor. That it's the only free time she can manage to find. Then I feel like I'm being used. And I feel like I'm that test child again. Takes me right back to being 12 years old. When all I was to my mom was a live-in babysitter. I came home from school. And I went into my sister's room. And I watched my brother and my sister until dinner was ready. And then we came out and we had dinner. And then mom would bathe them and put them to bed. Weekends, I babysat. I watched them so mom could do the housework. I watched them so mom and dad could go out Saturday night. I was the live-in babysitter. 
didn't matter what I was doing. Hey, can you do me a favor? Has been a standard line in my family. Steph, can you do this for me? Hey, Steph, I need a favor. Can you can you help me out for a minute? Can you get that? Can you go get this? Can you pick this up? Can you watch that? I'm a gopher. I just don't have the teeth. Wow, that totally went into self-pity there for a moment, didn't it? <laughs> anyway, I'm home. I'm in the seventh level of hell. The humming you hear in the background is my fan, and it's not being turned off because it is 88 degrees in my apartment. It is 93 outside. It is 88 in my apartment. So I'm a little steady. I'm a little hot, and I might be a tad cranky. I haven't decided yet, but I have some fun stuff for you this week. I don't have a whole lot to tell you. Not a lot has happened. My niece turned two, and that was fun. The magazine was released today because we had some unforeseen circumstances this week, so we had to push it a few days. Thank you, everybody, for being so patient and being so awesome about it. You guys are great. And I do believe, I can't remember who it was that said it, but somebody had posted on the message that they would rather have it late than not have it at all. And I don't know that, I mean, it was just such a simple thing to say, such a little thing to say, but it, it meant the world to me because we work hard to put out a good magazine. And I know this isn't the world of myth bits and I don't need to talk about the magazine, but I work for the magazine. I work on the magazine. <laughs> I pretty much run the magazine. So if I want to talk about the magazine, I'll talk about the magazine. Anyway, I work very hard. We all work very hard to put out the best possible quality of magazine that we can. And sometimes life gets in the way. And I had two tragic and completely unexpected deaths that I dealt with the week before the magazine release. So I was not in anywhere, any way, any shape or any form of headspace to be able to do my part of the job in a timely manner. So I totally own that. The one person, I didn't know them very well. I knew them from going to folky festivals and weekend camping excursions and stuff like that. He was kind of the groundskeeper for Kaleidoscope. The other one, on the other hand, I had known for the better part of 15 years. I knew Veronica very, very well. I had spent many, many times, and I know if Mike's listening to this, or, well, maybe not Mike, but if Misha's listening to this, she knows. She knows exactly what I'm about to talk about, and that is the Queen of Frivolities tent. At registration, Veronica always set up her camping area behind registration because she was expected to be at registration first thing in the morning, be there all day, be there till the end of, you know, the day, and then she was free to go. Um, so she just set up her camp there and she had this tent and it was a safe space. You could go in there and you could talk about anything you wanted to talk about, anything you needed to talk about. I know a lot of people would experience things at these events that were outside of the normal realm of things that they experienced on an everyday basis. And they needed a place where they could go and they could explore what it was that they had experienced and talk about it. And this tent was that safe space. And I used that safe space many times for many different reasons. One of the biggest reasons is because it was the one place in the entire campsite my ex would not go. Now, I need to explain Veronica. Veronica started as Fraser and then transitioned and became Veronica. That's neither here nor there. But as Fraser, Fraser was a gay man. My ex was not. 
and was very uncomfortable when Frasier playfully flirted with him. It didn't mean anything. It was it just made him uncomfortable. So, of course, he avoided registration like it was on fire. I hung out at registration like it was the only water on planet Earth. And my ass was on fire. I hung out there where I wanted to be. I knew I could relax. I wasn't going to be expected to do anything. I wasn't going to be expected to carry anything. I could just go hang out, have fun, have a few laughs. And I talk about a lot of stuff. And Veronica helped me deal with a lot of past traumas that I couldn't or wouldn't deal with in therapy. And I could just go into this tent. There were pillows in there and you could just like, and they were big, thick, like soundproof pillows. <laughs> You've all heard of scream therapy. You could go in and you could stick your face into these pillows and just scream and nobody would hear you. Nobody would hear you. And you'd come out and you'd be all fine and dandy and people would be walking by like it was just, you know, a regular day. And meanwhile, you're screamed so loud into these pillows, you have no voice left. She died very peacefully and very unexpectedly in her sleep, which is a comfort of sorts. Um, I mean, if you're going to go unexpectedly, go in your sleep. But it was also the anniversary of my dad's death. Now, August is always a bad month for me. There are a lot of bad anniversaries I have to face and I have to deal with and I have to remember. My dad's the biggest one. And it, I don't know. I think it hit me harder this year than it has the past few years because we've always been able to gather as a family and we go to my dad's tree and we have a picnic and we take pictures and, you know, we talk about how much the tree has grown and we talk about how much the family has grown and, you know, the grandkids are there and the great grandkids are there and, you know, we're all there. Last year, we did get together. This year, we did not. This year, my ex and my granddaughters and my daughter and my grandson and my son and my daughter-in-law and my brother and his family went to the tree. And my sister and I did not. Neither did my mother. We didn't even know they were going to the tree until they went to the tree and then sent pictures. So look, we're at the tree. I'm going to see my dad's tree on Thursday. I have a doctor's appointment in town, so I will be... By the time you hear this, I will have already been to my dad's tree. And you'll probably see pictures of it posted on my Facebook. But I'm going to go, and I'm probably going to go by myself. Dad and I need to have a chat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you ever outgrow that need for your daddy. And because of a lot of the situations that I experienced as a child, I didn't get to experience much of being daddy's girl. My sister did. But my sister had an entirely different childhood than I did. And it wasn't until the later years that I had that relationship with my dad, you know, where I could come in the door and if he was stretched out on the couch, I would curl up beside him and we would lie there and talk. You know, he'd always have a hug for me. I'd drive my car over to be fixed and that would be a whole rigmarole because in all reality, my dad would tell me that the car shouldn't be moving, <laughs> never mind being able to drive across town. Uh, like when I tore, uh, I went into Meatland and their driveway kind of goes up on a 90 degree angle and then immediately flattens out. So you have to go really, really slow. And I didn't. And I had a low riding car and I tore the transmission line completely off. Went in, got what I needed, came out, leaking transmission fluid, pouring out of my car the entire time. Went, oh, look at that pretty pink puddle. Got into my car, realized it was making a strange sound and drove it home. To which... My ex-husband promptly went, what are you doing? Drive that to your father's. 
So I drove it over to my mom and dad's, which my dad promptly got onto the phone with my ex and went, why did you let her drive this over here? There isn't a drop of transmission fluid left in the engine. (laughs) He doesn't understand how I was able to put it in drive and get it over there without blowing the transmission because there was no transmission fluid at all left in the engine. There is, you could see, if you, you could follow the trail, you could see where I came out of Meatland, stopped at the stop sign, puddle, went up the road, long line, stopped at the stop sign, puddle, round the corner, stoplight, puddle, <laughs> driveway, puddle. Yeah. So I did, I had that father-daughter relationship with my dad in the later years. And then he ups and dies on me. Uh, so I didn't get a lot of the out of girls to make up for the litany of oh shits that I got into as a child. So I think not being with my brother and my children and their offspring this year and being with my sister and my mom at the tree kind of hit me a little hard. And I've been struggling for about a week now. His an- the anniversary was on the 21st. The 20th is when I lost Veronica. Yeah, so I'm struggling a little bit. So I was not in any headspace to get what I needed to get done, done to get the magazine out. So the magazine's out now. That's all that matters. But I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. And I own that. But as you all know, life happens. You all have lives. You all know. (laughs) Anyway, my live studio audience had to pop in and give his two cents worth. He was sick too. He has a cold. The day before he got sick, he could have been coding and I didn't have anything to him to code. So I'll own that he's sick and couldn't code everything on, on the day he was supposed to. But he can own that, and I'll own the fact that he didn't have anything to code anyway. So, you know, you know what they say, shit happens. Anyway, um, that's 22 minutes of rambling on about my sorry state of affairs. How about something fun? I got a new laptop. That's something new. I got a new laptop. So this is being recorded on my new laptop. And I had my other laptop, and I I got it from one of those rent-to-own places, where, of course, you pay 10 times the amount what the thing's worth. Now, I was paying $122 a month on a fixed income, but I was making it work, and that's a lot of money. (laughs) That's a lot of money. When you're on a fixed income, considering that was half of my fixed income, (laughs) that's a lot of money. And it wasn't, like, when when I went to them, because my other laptop died, it's basically plugged into the wall, and you can't touch it, you can't move it, it's for TV. Because if you move it, then the battery disconnects and it's it's a nightmare. I lost, I don't know how many things, it just blue screen of death every five minutes. It was not good. It works great for TV, just not for anything that I actually needed it to do. And being an editor, being a writer, it's kind of my job. I kind of needed a laptop. So it was kind of an emergency situation getting this one. Well, about a couple of weeks ago, and now my ex and I are still friends. So he sends me a message and he says, you know, I finally broke down because he was talking about getting a fire stick. He was talking about getting an Android box. He was talking about getting Roku. Um, And he said, you know, if I just had a reliable laptop, I could just hook it up through HDMI. But yeah, kind of that's what we did for years. So he sends me a message and he says, "Okay, well, I broke down and I bought I'm getting a laptop through this company, which I will not name because, you know, and I went, oh, kind so he sends me the specs and everything and I look at it and I'm like oh that's really cool and I said how much a month and he went $60 I went to beg your pardon he said $60 uh beg your pardon 
He says, $60. I, you apply for credit. And I went, oh, well, I'm out. He says, you apply and they tell you how much you're approved for. He says, I was approved for like $2,500. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, you, you pick your computer and they tell you what the payments are. So I thought, well, what have I got to lose? Really? In all reality, what have I got to lose? Absolutely nothing. So I went and I filled out the application and I did, I mean, I was upfront with them. I told them I was on disability. I'm on a fixed income. This is, you know, my bills, blah, blah, blah. And they come back and they go, you're approved for 3,200. Excuse me. You're approved for 3,200. <laughs> I was going shopping. <laughs> and ironically enough, I ended up getting the exact same laptop as my ex. He just has a black one. Mine's gold. Go figure. But I got, uh, in that $60 a month is included uh, a two-year antiviral program, a license for two years, and a three-year warranty on the laptop itself. And when I opened it up, it didn't say, hi, Nathan. It said, this is the first time we've ever actually run this operating system or this computer. Let's set it up. I was excited because the other one was supposed to be brand new, supposed to be brand spanking new. I opened it up and it went, hello, Nathan. I'm sorry I couldn't pass for a Nathan even if I wanted to. Nope. Natalie, maybe, but not a Nathan. I am not a Nathan. So I knew it was not brand new. They have, they, because of, of what they are, they put in a line of code into the BIOS so that if you default on your payments, they are able to remotely lock you out of your laptop. I know this because I've seen it happen. I don't. I never liked the idea of them being able to have access to my laptop because I have sensitive information on there. My banking information's on there. My writing is on there. And I think I covet my writing and protect my writing far more than I do my banking information. Go figure. Like everything, all the drives and everything that I have all my writing in, you need two. I was actually telling my friend earlier, there are 17 steps you need to go through to get into any of my accounts now. And if you can go through those 17 steps, have at her. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't like the fact, and I, I still own like my very first laptop I got from them is now the one that's being used as a paperweight for TV. They never removed the remote capability. They claim they turn it off, but I was actually researching it. You actually have to go back into the BIOS and physically delete that line of code from the coding for the for the computer. So yeah, I wasn't really fond of that. So I'm going to return this on Thursday and hope that there will not be any problems. I'm going to do a factory reset once I'm sure I have everything off of it because, you know, I'm very paranoid that I'm forgetting something. I'm going to hit delete and it's going to go to the recycle bin. Like I'm going to clean everything off. I'm going to delete everything and then I'm going to do a factory reset. And I know I'm going to send everything to the recycle bin and I'm going to go back and forth to that recycle bin about 12 times. And I'm going to be checking on this computer. Do I have that? Sure, I have that, and I'm just going to end up uploading it all to a drive anyway. I did do a, a migration, but I don't trust anything unless I physically have done it myself. I can't find any of the music that it claims it's transferred over, but apparently it's here. But it's okay, because it's all on my iTunes anyway. So all I have to do is download iTunes, and it'll sync with the one on my phone, and I'll have it all back. So I'm not worried about that. It was all of the um, Dark Myth stuff. It was all of the Jaysomon stuff. It was all of the magazine stuff that I didn't want to lose. So I'm going to upload those files to a drive until I'm absolutely positively beyond a shadow of a doubt, which we all know will be never sure that I have them on this computer. So yeah, I have a new computer. So I'm kind of checking it out and 
I'm I, I'm excited to download my Star Wars game and see how it plays because the antivirus that I got is supposed to help with smoother streaming, better gameplay, less lag. I'm kind of excited about it. So far, other than the fact that it's brand new, it's kind of, you know, run of the mill. It's a laptop. Does what I need it to do. Um, I haven't checked out. I have checked out Word and a couple of other things. But yeah, I'm excited. But it's mine. Nobody can can log in and, and lock me out. If I don't pay the payments, then they'll just come to my door and get it or, you know, take me to court for it or whatever. But they can't lock me out of it. It's mine. It's brand spanking new. Nobody else has played with it. It still had the sticker on the camera. And did you know my camera comes with a privacy shutter? It's really kind of cool. I haven't figured out how to use it yet because I can't really see it in the dark. There's a privacy shutter. So, yeah, I like it. I'm happy. I want to play around with it after I'm done all the work that I need to get done. And it'll be fun. That's about all the excitement that I've had this week. Let me see. There was my niece's birthday. She turned two. I can't believe she's two. Precocious as all get out. Her twos are definitely going to be interesting because she is already comes with a personality larger than she is. He comes with a personality larger than her dad is. <laughs> and the new baby is doing absolutely fantastic. She's up to eight pounds now. She was, she, yeah, she's put on like four pounds in, in less than a month. <laughs> she, she's a little chubs. She's a little chubs. She's very cute. And uh, she's settling in nicely. She's now doing the four-hour feeds. Well, she was doing the four-hour feeds, and then now she's back to doing the two-hour feeds, but we think she's growing again. My sister's doing fine. She's feeling much better and pretty much she's back to normal. So everything is is back to the way it was plus one more person, basically. So now when I go down, I'm going down to visit. I'm Aunt Teffy. I'm visiting. I'm hanging out. I'm chipping in and I'm helping out because I want to, not because it's an emergent situation and I have to. I'm being depended on. I'm helping out because it's what I want to do. It's who I am. My sister appreciates it. I love doing it. We have a good time. Oh, <laughs> so there are now my, my nephew is is collectively making a list of things that Aunt Teffy has to make every single time I come. And it's going to end up that I'm going to do all the cooking when I'm there eventually because he has accumulated a list. So, so far on this list is cauliflower rice. He absolutely loves cauliflower rice, rainbow eggs. I make rainbow eggs. And that's very difficult to make because you take like four eggs and four different dishes and you add your colors and you have to cook them separately. Whole lot of work, but he loves them and Haley loves them. So it's worth it. And now, oh, what did they call it? Coolie. I made strawberry coolie. Basically what I did was we had leftover strawberries from when we went to the beach and they kind of gotten a little soft because they got warm. So I threw them in a pot, added a bit of sugar, cooked them down to like, did like a, a strawberry reduction basically and they poured it over ice cream and my nephew thought that was just the most absolute bestest thing he had ever put in his mouth before <laughs> so aunt teffy has to make that all the time now and he said the next time i come we're going to go strawberry picking so that we have lots of strawberries for me to make lots of this stuff because i only made like a little bit in a pot and the two of them were just like eating it by the spoonful there's a list now there's yeah rainbow eggs cauliflower rice and strawberry coolie. Basically, we have a meal right there. We have a meal. We have like the dinner and the dessert, you know. Okay, so let's see what we have for Fun Fact Friday. Oh, as a general rule, people, just so you know, if you're going to touch the earphones in your ear, it is going to hang up your phone. 
if you're not sure where that button is. And I have no idea on mine. I'm When I'm adjusting, my, I'm constantly hanging up the phone all the time. Okay, so I'm going to keep the funniest ones for last because I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to end the podcast after I get through those and pee. Because <laughs> I was reading through a couple of them before I started just to make sure that they would work. Yeah, I was killing myself. I was crying at some of these. I was laughing so hard. Okay, so these are your Friday fun facts. I need like a little theme music or something. Friday fun facts. Okay, so German chocolate cake is named after a guy named Sam German. Not the country. See, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Oh, wow. Okay, this is an interesting fact. I did not know this. It's a sad fact. It's not so much a fun fact. It's a, I didn't know that fact, but almost as many people were killed by guillotine, by guillotine in Nazi Germany as in the French Revolution. Now, the guillotine was very popular during the French Revolution. You wouldn't think it would be very popular in Nazi Germany at the time. But yes, about as many people were killed by guillotine then as they were in the French Revolution. Definitely is a guaranteed way to bring about the means that you were looking for. Okay, I was taking a drink and I I read the next one so that I could be prepared and I almost spewed my water. Did you know the creature that kills the most people every year isn't snakes, isn't sharks, or even other humans? The creature that kills the most people every year is the mosquito. The mosquito. Hmm, interesting. The Sun City Palms is a cheerleading squad in Arizona that only people 55 or older can join. Oh, that is nice to say. I am actually too young to join the cheer squad. (laughs) What in tarnation is literally just another way of saying what the hell? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, 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 this is just not a good fun fact at all. Chainsaws. Okay. Chainsaws. And I have heard this before. Chainsaws, the horror movie murder weapon of choice. And every time I think of chainsaws, no, I do not think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I unfortunately go to the very sad and unfortunate movie, American Psycho, where he's standing at the top of the stairs and she's running down the spiral stairs. He's up there with the chainsaw, circling around, and then he drops it and hits her in the head. Yeah, does his little dance and his see-through raincoat. I just, I can't. Anyway, chainsaws. The horror movie murder weapon. Wow, say that five times fast. Of choice. Were invented for aid in childbirth. Beg your pardon? Okie dokie. Aww. Hey, this is for all the fluffy bunnies out there. There's an island in Japan that you can visit that's inhabited only by friendly bunnies. That's it. Friendly rabbits on an entire island. Okay, I need to put my glasses on because I totally missed the L in that word. I'm glad I, I'm glad I pre-read before I actually read because this would have been very, very bad. <laughs> Just remember, I missed the L in the word. You can figure out which word. There are actually more public libraries in the U.S. than McDonald's. I did not know that. It's good. I'm glad that there are more public libraries in the U.S. than McDonald's? That makes me very happy. The last letter added to the English alphabet wasn't Z. The last letter added to the English alphabet was the letter J. In 1518, a dancing plague t- 
took over the town of Strasbourg, France. Okay, I need to know what this dancing plague was. <laughs> I really need to check. I need to look this one up. This is a fun fact I need to actually... Oh, well, that's no fun. It says page not found. So we're going to Google dancing plague. There's got to be far back. Dancing plague of 1518. So the dancing plague of 1518 or dance epidemic of 1518 was a case of dancing mania. that occur- So it is actually a literal dancing plague that occurred in Strasbourg, Alsace, modern day France, in the Holy Roman Empire from July 1518 to September 1518. Somewhere between 50 and 400 people took to dancing for days. All right. Yep. That's a, wow, fun fact. Uh, people wore fake moles for beauty patches made of velvet, silk, or mouse skin in the 18th century as a fashion statement. Ew. Ew. And I thought the Freaky Friday facts were going to be weird. <laughs> okay. So before the invention of color TV... of people said they dreamed in black and white. Today, only 12% do. So, I don't know, you'd almost wonder what influences your dreams. If 75% of people dreamed in black and white before there was color TV, when there was only black and white TV, does that mean our imagination is tied to what we see visually in social media or any sort of entertainment medium? Hmm. That'd be an interesting topic to delve into. A female architect, architecture student prevented a Manhattan skyscraper from collapsing in the 1970s when she caught a massive design flaw. Well done. Aw, it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. Why is it illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland? Because they get lonely. Guinea pigs get depressed and they get lonely. Wombat poop is cube-shaped. That I knew. Ow. I think I told you that one before, and we discussed the whole logistics of trying to pass a square. Oh, popcorn wasn't always a beloved movie snack. In fact, prior to the Great Depression, movie theaters hated popcorn, and paper bags aren't any better for the environment than plastic ones. Come at me. Come on. I dare you. Come at me. Why are paper bags not any better than plastic? Because you're cutting down trees to make said paper bags. In the 19th century, experts warned women about a disease called bicycle face, which meant getting stuck with the awkward faces they made while biking. I'm so glad science has advanced farther than that. Until the 1980s, it was illegal for a woman to drive a car down Main Street in Waynesboro, Virginia, unless her husband was walking in front of the car waving a red flag. husbands got run over accidentally. <laughs> Aw, the voice of Mickey Mouse and the voice of Minnie Mouse got married in real life. Aw, that's so cute. Oh, I'm not drinking Mountain Dew anymore. A can of Mountain Dew can dissolve a mouse. <laughs> I was waiting for my live studio audience to react. There's a delay. For a short time, the planet Uranus was named George. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're kidding me, right? Okay. So, movies have to clarify that they're fiction because of a 1930s lawsuit that traces back to none other than Rasputin. (laughs) Why does that not surprise me? 
in the least. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on, on the Rasputin whole thing. So virtually every film in modern memory ends with some variation of the same disclaimer. This is a work of fiction. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental. The cut and paste legal writer must be the most boring thing in every movie that features it. Who knew its original origins were so lurid? For that bit of boilerplate, we can indirectly thank none other than Grigory Rasputin, the famously hard-to-assassinate Russian mystic and intimate of the last doomed Romanovs. It all started when an exiled Russian prince sued MGM in 1933 over the studio's Rasputin biopic, claiming that the American production did not accurately depict Rasputin's murder, and the prince ought to have known having murdered him. Here's the story. In 1916, the fabulously wealthy Oxford-educated Prince Felix Yusupov was one of several Russian aristocrats agonizing over the unseemly influence that Rasputin, the magical healer, charismatic lech, and peasant, had over the Tsar and particularly the Tsarina. In December, Yusupov invited Rasputin to his palace, where he offered him cyanide-laced cakes and then shot him. Although the Tsarina was distraught, the Tsar let Yusupov off lightly, exiling the prince and his wife Irina. In doing so, he inadvertently spared them from the impending slaughter of the revolution. Sixteen years later, MGM produced Rasputin and the Empress, based on those events. Its big coup was casting the three Barrymore siblings, stars of the stage and silent film, in the lead roles. Lionel played Rasputin, Ethel the Tsarina, and John, grandfather of Drew Barrymore, was Prince Paul Shagdofyev, a composite who murders Rasputin. Yusupov, now penniless in Paris, heard about the film and thought it defamatory. He argued audiences would recognize him in the fictional assassin, in part because he publicly cashed in on his infamy, pennying a bragging memoir about killing Rasputin. He wasn't wrong. The New York Times, in its review, noted that Chegok, the dude, was really intended to represent Yusupov. But having copped to being a murderer, Yusupov couldn't build much of a libel case. Instead, he alleged that Rasputin and the Empress, in fact, defamed his wife. So, there you go. An MGM researcher had pointed out this factual discrepancy to the studio during production and warned that the Yusupovs could sue. The studio fired her. MGM was satisfied dramatically with a certain scene, despite there being no basis for it in real life. If it was shock they were interested in, one could imagine them constructing a similar scene around Rasputin and the Tsarina, about whom they were purient rumors, which Rasputin himself encouraged. I'm not going to finish reading the rest of this. But anyway, you want to look it up, look it up. That's why there is that disclaimer, because of him. Okay, moving right along. Oh, well, this is kind of interesting. Iceland has an elf whisperer who inspects construction sites before anything gets built to make sure no elves are hanging around. Now, that makes complete and total sense to me because in Ireland, when they build the roads, there's a reason why the roads are really windy and they go around mounds. Um, those are considered fairy mounds. And you don't build on those, in those, around those, or through those, or bad things will happen. And there have been enough large building companies that have ignored the lore, good grief, I sound like Sam Winchester, but have ignored the lore and have plowed through these mounds and have had really strange things happen to their crews, to their equipment, to the owners of the companies afterwards that 
they now all kind of take a precautionary measure and they build around the suspected fairy mounds instead of going through them. So having an elf whisperer makes perfect sense to me. So in the 1920s, women in several U.S. cities organized anti-flirt clubs in combat, in, into combat, catcalling. Toilet seat covers are basically pointless. <laughs> okay, so we're all going to Japan to hang out on that island with the friendly bunnies. And then we're going to go over to the Bahamas because there's an island in the Bahamas that's inhabited only by swimming pigs. Pigs may not fly, but apparently they swim. <laughs> now, this is funny. And this is a, a true um, accounting of I was holding it for a friend. Apparently, Richard Nixon once smuggled a suitcase full of weed through the airport for Louis Armstrong. That's kind of funny. So there are your Friday fun facts. I think I'm going to stop there because now we are going to delve into the weird and wonderful world of Florida. It is a weird and wonderful world and they do make for good fodder. So there was a few stories at the beginning that I was kind of laughing about. Um, I thought were rather funny. Now, Florida is undoubtedly the most curious, wackiest, and unusual state in the U.S., inhabited by the weirdest people ever, flat out. And no wonder, as the local Floridians have to deal with alligators, venomous snakes, seasonless climate, mosquitoes, which apparently, remember what I told you before, kill more people than any of the other things do, and such high humidity that leaves you all wet in a second on a hot day, every day. Also, bona fide Florida state inhabitants have an old tradition of living for today, no matter the dire consequences. We are not only talking about those people who choose to live in the Everglades, as Miami Floridians are also quite kooky. And if the dire consequences do happen, it is a law to make every arrest public information, thus putting every deed of these crazy people on the spotlight. There are tons of unbelievable headlines out there, but situations that have bewildered everyone. And while there are many different individuals involved in these stories, Florida man always takes the cake with some of the most mind-boggling examples. Thanks to a Twitter account named Florida man that gathers real life stories, of the world's worst superheroes. We can share these stories of funny people with you. And it's truly amazing. Okay. So number one, lucky shirt. So Florida man wears a, F the police shirt to court and wins case. Go figure. So number two is killer squirrel. Florida man attacked during selfie with a squirrel. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, and then there's another one. Okay, this guy. Florida man in, no, seriously, I have drugs t-shirt. Arrested for possession of drugs. <laughs> Nothing like advertising. Okay, so this one made me cry just a little bit from laughing. Because they actually give you a picture of his flight path. Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw giant radar penis. <laughs> you know, reality, it's kind of ingenious to be able to plot your path so that you could. I mean, it's, it's, it's an impressive penis. I will give him that. It's impressive. You know, I mean, it's complete. All the parts are there. So I'm sure you've heard this story before. I know I have. Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive through window. Yep, an alligator. <laughs> I do believe he was trying to rob the place and that was his threatening weapon or something like that. And there's your, your okay, here's another one. Florida man steals a car, realizes a baby is in it, drops the baby off safely, 
and then makes his getaway. <laughs> a Florida cop. Okay, so apparently the police in Florida aren't any smarter than the residents. So a Florida cop claims Burger King put dirt in his food. Investigation reveals it was seasoning. Apparently he has no taste. Thousands of gun owners in Florida planning to shoot down Hurricane Irma. Oh, I remember hearing about that too. They were going to shoot at the hurricane, thinking that they could like redirect it or something ridiculous like that. Florida man gets tired of waiting at hospital, steals an ambulance and drives home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's a picture of this guy too. Florida man tries to rob GameStop while wearing a transparent bag on his head. Florida man breaks into jail to hang with friends. All right. Florida man apparently painting anti-Hillary messages on Tampa Bay crabs. Uh, Florida man hides in swamp after high-speed police chase, gets stuck and licked by police dog. <laughs> I wonder if he was tasty. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> At least you didn't get bit. I mean, most of the time, you get bit. You don't get licked. So he should consider himself lucky. Uh, Florida man who tried to run to Bermuda, an inflatable bubble rescued by Coast Guard again. Florida man denies drinking and driving, says he only swigged bourbon at stop signs. <laughs> he wasn't actually driving. He was stopped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A Florida man leaves job at Burger King, steals all their nuggets because, F it, why not? <laughs> all right. Florida man arrested for assaulting girlfriend with fried chicken. Oh, this one looks, this guy's got a face full of tattoos. He obviously is not trying to um, get any gainful employment. Florida man climbs on playground equipment to tell children where babies come from. Yep, looks like that kind. Florida man steals neighbor's peacock, gets chased by angry birds. <laughs> oh, wow. Florida man manages to misspell school on warning sign twice. Yep, twice. Florida man stabs tourists despite having no arms. Uh, okay. This guy has a monkey attached to him. Florida man arrested for driving stolen vehicle while monkey clings to chest. All right. Oh, dear. Florida man ripped urinal from restaurant bathroom wall, ran away naked into woods. Uh, dude's got some trouble. Florida man pauses police chase to rehydrate with stolen Capri Sun, says smoking crack makes him thirsty. <laughs> is how can you pause the police chase you can stop the police aren't gonna stop what are you gonna excuse me can we pause for a moment time out time out i don't i i i, I have no words i have no words so what what is it okay is he running down the street police are chasing him and he goes wait whips out his stolen capri sun and goes hang on crack makes me thirsty has a drink and then says okay carry on i don't i, I don't understand how you can pause a police chase you can't pause a police chase. The police will keep chasing. Apparently not. They, they paused so that he could rehydrate with his stolen Capri Sun because smoking crack makes him thirsty. So Florida man gives police exonerating dash cam video following traffic incident. Accidentally includes video of him robbing a beauty store. <laughs> Oops. That's not good. Florida man admits killing goat and drinking its blood for pagan sacrifice. Would still like to be senator. First of all, I can't, I, 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 I have no words for that. I don't, I, I really, I don't understand. 
I could go into the whole sacrifice thing, but, you know, Florida man. Florida man arrested for eating pancakes in the middle of crosswalk. All right. Well, you know, you're hungry, you're hungry. Florida man disguises himself in bull costume as he tries to burn down former lover's house with pasta sauce. Where do they find these? What is in the water? Really? What is in the water? <laughs> Florida man steals a BMW after he's told he can't buy it with food stamps. You can't pay for the insurance with food stamps either. Oh, dude. Florida man arrested in a local park for practicing karate on swans. 18-year-old Florida man arrested for posing as doctor, opening fake doctor's office. He was 18. Uh, Florida man says he danced on patrol car in order to escape vampires. And this is where I'm going to be spending three months of my winter. I'm concerned. Florida man asks Trooper if he can leave scene of crash to get more meth. Apparently he was out and he was having a hard day. Florida man pulls out plastic badge and tells speeding motorcyclist, I, I the police. Okay. A Florida man can't produce driver's license for police. Shows the mixtape instead. <laughs> okay. A teen got pulled over for reckless driving in front of a Delray Beach high school, police said, and then showed him showed the police his homemade rap CD as a form of identification. <laughs> oh my gosh. Florida man wearing mop on his head terrifies neighbors with demands for eggs. Just give him the eggs. Florida man drives date to sports bar on stolen Walmart mobility scooter. <laughs> Where'd she sit in the basket? <laughs> I, just, I just see him driving out of the Walmart now. Thanks, I'll be back. I got a hot date. <laughs> Uh, uh, Florida man calls 911 to report himself drunk driving. Well, you know, at least he had a conscience about it. Uh, one of the comments on that is according and judging by the marks on his face, because his face is pretty. Yeah, he has a meth problem as well. Florida man burns himself dancing naked around fire for solstice ritual. I can't laugh at that because that's I, I've actually seen that happen. That's kind of I, somebody fell into the fire. Florida man gives police fake name to try and avoid arrest. Well, that fake name has a DUI. <laughs> a Florida man asks public for help looking for his 18-foot banana. Okay. Florida man arrested for attempting to steal a power pole by strapping it to the top of his SUV. <laughs> There's the picture of it. Yep. Power pole strapped. Wow. Florida man tries to leave strip club. Crashes into house, runs himself over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Florida man in a tutu breaks into a farmer's market to consume fruit and soda. Okay. A Florida man arrested for an illegal ride on a manatee. Uh, oh, good Lord. Florida man calls 911 to report lack of vodka. Mind you, being on keto, running out of vodka is a crying shame. Oh, I don't have vodka in the house, so. Florida man filmed stealing dozens of pigeons while wearing trash bag and a bucket on his head. I don't understand. Florida man steals bees because he thought they were abandoned. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so Florida man wanders naked through neighborhood 
holding cooking oil at full attention. Says he's aroused by rain. Can't stand in your backyard. Oh my, what is that coming out of the vent? Um, a Florida man caught trying to smuggle a dead alligator in his car. That's the alligator's leg, I'm assuming. Coming out of the vent. What did he do? Put it in the glove box? I don't know where he would stick it. All right, let me see. Let's find, find some more good ones. <laughs> Florida man with handlebar mustache assaults woman on plane. Starts a fight with several passengers. Yells at police to tase him. And you'll see what happens. Then gets tased. Ten times. <laughs> there you go. Oh, dear. Florida man tries to walk out of Walmart with $172 worth of steak and lobster stuck down his pants. Ew. Ew. <laughs> First of all, why would you buy lobster from Walmart? Florida man arrested for beating drag queen with tiki torch. All right. He's now running for mayor. Okay. Oh, I can't even. <coughs> nope. Okay, you know what? I'm traumatized by this one. I just need to share it with y'all because y'all need to be as traumatized as I am. Florida man. And I, I, I can't even look at my vape right now. I just. <coughs> Florida man proudly claims. Proudly claims. He is the first man ever. Ever. Probably the first woman to, to ever vape semen. <coughs> oh, I can't even. <laughs> oh, like that. Oh, dude. All at the. <laughs> it's the sweatshirt he's wearing. That's the funniest part. It's the Florida State Seminole. me up way more than it should have because <laughs> uh, there's a picture of a <laughs> oh god I need to move on <laughs> oh I think that was the last one <laughs> it was. oh you can find all of these and more on board panda <laughs> I just I still can't get past that <laughs> Okay, I can honestly tell you, when I'm in Florida, from January to April, I'm going to do my best, document as many Florida man excursions as I possibly can. Because <laughs> apparently, they're rampant. They're everywhere. I'm sure they'll be easy to find. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, that last one, that last one hurt. <laughs> it was just, and I was kind of mortified by it until I saw this sweatshirt. It was the sweatshirt that did it for me. It was just too much. It was too much. Oh, Lord. And you can't make this stuff up. You can't. I There's pictures. This, you just, wow. And it's, I don't know. You look up weird things in the news, and it's always Florida. Always Florida. And I'm glad I stole this from Seeing Red, because it's, it's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, this is Freaky Florida Man Friday. <laughs> I don't understand. Are they all on drugs down there? Do they all do meth? Something. There's got to be something. I'm not. This might be why most of the people that down there they tell you don't drink the water every place mom and i went to don't drink the water 
We got to the trailer park. Don't drink the water. We were buying cases of water because we were told not to drink the water. I think they drink the water. Gotta be the water. I don't know. Something. Because they're just messed up down there. Messed up. I don't know. <laughs> and what does that say about Canadians, too? Because that is the one state out of all of the states. That is the one state that Canadians flock to every year. So it makes you wonder if some of these Florida man stories aren't Canadians accidentally. I don't know. <laughs> Did you know t-shirts were originally marketed to unmarried men who didn't know how to sew buttons back on collared shirts by themselves? Yep, just saw that. Just came across. <laughs> I just thought I'd share that. <laughs> and all the colors of the Fruit Loops have the same flavor. Yes, I'm going to ruin that for you again. <laughs> so April 18th, 1930 was such a slow news day that at 6.30 p.m., the BBC's radio announcer said, there is no news. Can we go back to that? Before the 1800s, people had a first and second sleep. They would sleep three to four hours, wake up for two to three hours, and do some type of activity. <laughs> and then go back to sleep until morning. Oh, did you know cows have best friends? And they get stressed when separated. And I have a fun fact about cows, too. Did you know? Did I lose the fun fact about? No, I didn't. Okay, so you know when you're driving along and you see cows laying in the field and everybody says if you see cows lying down, it's going to rain. Well, did you know that's actually a thing? For researchers have discovered that cows stand up for longer periods when it's hot, proving there's a definite link between their behavior and the weather. Because it also suggests they lie down when it's colder, which is often what happens to the weather just before it rains. So if you see the cows lying down, you know there's going to be a change in the weather at least. Generally, they're lying down, it's going to rain. It happens. I remember numerous times driving by fields of laying down cows. We're going camping and we're screaming out the window at the cows to stand up. Get up on your feet. But yeah. Whew. Okay. So this has been a fun podcast. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure if I was going to make it an hour. And here we are at an hour 16. I can always count on Florida man too. <laughs> just can't. I'm never going to get that out of my head. Oh. And I know... I just, oh, I'm just going to leave it alone. I just can't. I, I, I can't. Yeah, and don't be sending me pictures of little lizards either. You know who that's directed to. It's been a week. I needed that laugh. I really needed that belly laugh. I felt really good. <laughs> it's still, there hasn't been a whole lot to laugh about this week. But yeah, I needed that belly laugh. So I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you all next week. We will still be here in the apartment. Yes, I'm actually going to be here for two podcasts in a row, possibly three. Who knows? I might have a special guest at some point. Anyway, so, all right, I'm going to sign off for tonight because I'm running out of things to say, which is highly unusual for me, but, you know, it's not as late as it usually is, which is a good thing. I've been at this for over an hour. My live studio audience is yelling at me, what? I'm getting there. Okay, he wants me to tell you all where to find me. If you go to Google Maps... No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook. I'm at Lupus Bits the Podcast. I am at Dark Myth Publications. I am at The World of Myth Magazine. I am at Stephanie J. Barty Author. I am at Lupa Barty. I'm at Zombie Works Publications. Holy moly, I have a lot of Facebook places. I am on Twitter at Lupa B. I'm all of the same places on Twitter as I was on Facebook. Instagram, 
I'm all over there. Same places. Dark Myth Publications. Um, Zombie Works doesn't have an Instagram yet, but it will. Lupa Bardi. Uh, blah, Lupa's Bits, the podcast. Stephanie Bardi, author. Stephanie Lupa Bardi, author. All over there. And TikTok, if you want some weirdness and coffee memes and whatever, at Lady Lou Who. So come find me. And if you want to email me, you can email me at lupa, L-U-P-A-B-A-R-D-Y at gmail.com. All right, everybody. I will see you all next week. See ya. Carry on my way, son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.